0: Investing should be easy. Hi, and welcome back to Investing Should Be Easy. I'm your host, Alex Richwagon, author of a few nonfiction books, most notably Investing Should Be Easy, available on Amazon. Walks you through a good foundation of starting a portfolio and getting it going and your dreams of reaching financial freedom. So... Hope you guys are off to a good week. Mine's uh, a little sideways. So um like to bring in for a personal story first to start with. And um, this is you know, anybody who can resonate who has some kids out there. So we've got a, a two-year-old daughter who started swimming class, and she's doing fantastic with that, by the way. But the main portion is we also have a four-month-old son. Our, our four-month-old son is uh, – you know, very young, still kind of in that just starting out phase, um, ability to start kind of rolling around, um, crawling a little bit, and um, you know the the kind of fun things that capture you as a as a, as a father. And the reason I brought up the story is is investing should be easy. The, the the moniker of the the show, the title, the book, everything else, is um, something that's. you you can invest in your faith, you can control, but being a dad is, is, um, being a parent has got to be one of the hardest jobs um, in the world. It's because it doesn't end. It's, oh, you're always on call. You're always on duty and your kid always has to take some kind of precedence. So um, twice this week, a fun story with my son, I was, uh, I was reading to him on the living room floor and um, all of a sudden I, I kind of smelled something. Well, I looked down and, <laughs> he had pooped for his diaper onto my arm. I was like, oh my gosh, and I was hoping it didn't get over the white rug. Then the wife's gotta tell me all about it and you know, running, try to clean him up and get him all, all straightened away so he's not, you know, smelly. Then I gotta okay, change him, take him out of a bath. And before I get him there on his changing table, he's kicking around and I'm just sitting there just like put looking up at the heavens, going, Somebody send a prayer out there for me. Um and then literally the next day. Uh, we get home from uh, a trip, and uh, he had poop right through his um, side of his car seat, and created a whole other ruckus, which ended up being even more fun to deal with. So those are the times that really try your patience, try your try your luck as a, as a parent. What it really all comes down to is when you get into the investment landscape is a lot of the stuff, what companies do, what macros does is not really all in control. You just try to put together a good game plan like being a father and not getting pooped on in order to proceed and uh, be happy. So, um, anywho, just a little personal rant there about uh, the fun fun, uh, things that you jump through as a father. Today's show is going to be uh, a little bit of a direct reflection from last week's show. So last week we talked about um, safety and some safety positions. I gave um, two different picks to something that you can scale into over time. If you've got $10,000, you want to scale in um, over six months, year period. You want to do installments of $500, bucks, whatever. Um, two very safe ETFs, exchange-traded funds that... Pay a dividend are safety, have low risk, and literally as one of those, if you really don't want to think too much around their portfolio, you don't want to take too much risk, just you could throw your money and not really worry about it. They've got, again, really good um, foundation. One was a, um, a real estate ETF, and the other one was uh, like a large cap, um, large growth uh, dividend ETF, But what I was going to say is around where this show came from, a little bit spin on what I was going to talk about was I had an email reader um, write in, and I'll give you the synopsis, was what if I'm also still looking for um, something with some risk on the table and I'm not looking at a complete safety, which is fine. Everybody's got their own objectives and their own um, investment selections we're looking for. And so... There's um, there's some research that I've been doing over the past few weeks on getting stronger as a technical analyst, and I'll get to the, the stock pick. We're going to talk about the stock because it came on my radar because of what fundamental analysis led me into, and then I've been observing it as a to try to give me a better gauge from a technical analysis. So let me give you a quick high level. Fundamental analysis is the study of a company's um, balance sheet, their income statement, what they set out to do, what they reported to Wall Street on a quarterly basis, and then diving into the numbers such as their uh, quick ratio, um, which is their current assets over liabilities, how much debt do they owe, um, how are they growing, all things that come from a balance sheet and income statement, and that's really where the strength of my investing has been over the past, um, you know, 20 years that I've been studying financial markets. Well, the technical side is really um, a sophisticated way to study a stock completely different by looking at um, charts and understanding what the charts are telling you and how a stock operates within a range and look for um, indicators that will tell you this stock is about to take off, this stock is about to um, sell off, and it's a completely different view. And it's very interesting to me because I brought on a previous guest before, uh, Kobe. And Kobe is very strong in the technical analysis standpoint, so I thought this would be a great opportunity to bring myself into his conversation a little bit more and not just go from the fundamental analysis standpoint, but really start to dig in and understand what the the technical analysis side does, how it operates, and how do you understand it. To give you an example... Two of the first things that you've got to know from a technical analysis standpoint is support and resistance. And support, think about that as the bottom. So if you think about it from maybe like a house standpoint – The the support is what holds the house up. That's your foundation. That is the bottom of the the stock. And the resistance is what's coming outside the house, so the top layer of the house, which is what your resistance is, to keep it all settled up. So supports the lower, resistance the higher of a stock in a stock range. So today's um, stock that uh, I wanted to talk about, which again, fundamental analysis led me there, understanding the the company business model, what they do, how they make money—all of those things led me into it, and so I really thought it would be an interesting piece to f- follow a company from a technical analysis standpoint. That company today that we want to look at is called Bandwidth. Bandwidth is—it's um, a software-powered communications uh, platform as a service. They—they they operate um, to create operate voice and text communication services across mobile application and connected devices. What does that mean? Well, you know there's really annoying robocalls that go on all the time, and your phone, like half the calls you get nowadays are a phone number that looks exactly like yours, but it turns out to be a scam? They're one of the companies fighting against that. And they're partnering up with AT&T, Verizon, and they're kind of a specialty that plays more so on the lines of small and medium businesses and tries to help them support um, their customers as they try to do the best thing they can. Um, companies have been around since 2000, but they're a cloud-based service model, which if anybody's heard my previous podcast is types of companies that I really like to follow. And the reason why is cloud-based um, Anybody follows Amazon, Amazon hasn't gotten their huge stock gains based on the Everything Store over the past few years. They've gotten really, really hot as a stock based on web um, Amazon Web Services, AWS, and selling cloud computing solutions. That way companies don't have to handle storage and physical hardware of their computers. So that cloud-based is one of the key indicators where I like this stock. The second one is a service-based model. So they're servicing a lot of small and medium-sized businesses to help them with their solutions to their direct consumers. So they're supporting the big boys, they're, and the big boys are supporting all consumers. And that's kind of how that relationship works. Another thing that um, Bandwidth does, which I thought was really cool, is... Um, so you want to switch your phone provider from Verizon to AT and T? Making this up. Well, you generally want to take your phone number with you, right? You don't want to have to do a whole phone number, phone number contact all your all your folks and tell them, "Hey, I switched phones." They got to reprogram it. It's a whole mess. They're a company that specializes in how to make that transition really easy as a support for Verizon AT and T. So, kind of two key consumer things that I've touched on. One is. A service, and one's preventive maintenance. services. hey, help me get my phone number from A to B. And the preventive maintenance is, get these freaking robocalls from Stop Calling Me. Both sound pretty valuable from a just common sense landscape. I can see how that would be appealing to their end customers. So I'm not going to go into the fundamental analysis on today's show. I want to stick to more the technical side and what I've been looking at and what I've been learning over the past few weeks from a technical standpoint. So if you've been following bandwidth, and that's um, let's go about it one year. So if you want to follow along today's show, so I'm on finance.yahoo.com, and then if you type in the stock symbol B-A-N-D, you'll find the stock, and then you go into charts, and then click on one year, and you'll get exactly where I am right now. And one of the indicators that I want you to pull up that there's a couple that I have But one of the ones that we want to talk about on today's show and kind of center on, there's a lot of indicators that you can use that I'm learning about. So as I learn more, we'll bring back to the show. We'll learn together, and we'll get smarter together. One of the key ones that I picked up on is called an RSI, Relative Strength Index. It basically measures momentum. There's a – I I want to say there's at least – 10 plus indicators that you can go through and as I get through and figure out which ones that make the most sense from a common-sense perspective um, those are the ones that we want to take a look at so RSI is kind of like a band it's a range so I know we talked about beta which is a measure of risk and one being the one piece of the stock market so remember if you're if you're if you have any stock in the entire index entire um, S&P every stock is going to be rated on beta, which is measure risk. And if you're over one, it's riskier. If you're less than one, less risky. Choose that as a common sense rule of thumb. So, again, not wanting to go too far into the fundamental analysis, but bandwidth um, beta risk, I'd have to look this up, see if I can find it. not listed here, we're gonna skip that for now. I guarantee you, based on their price to earnings, which is over 200, it's higher risk. Just take that for what it's worth. So going back over to the chart and the RSI, so RSI is momentum, and simply put, if the stock is trading at 70 or 70 above, that means, from a technical indicator standpoint, it's been overbought meaning that too many people on the market have overbought the stock at the current price, the volume is getting higher, and it doesn't support, remember that support and the resistance, it's hitting up against resistance, meaning that it's unlikely to break through that resistance based on the technical analysis foundation. Similarly, if if the RSI is trading at 30, it means it's been oversold. That's a signal to buy. 70 is a signal to sell. 30 is a signal to buy based on the RSI relative strength index. Now, I don't want you to take that as the end-all, be-all and say, oh my gosh, Alex told me that if it's at 30, I should just go look up every stock to 30 and go buy them all. Not what I'm saying. There's a lot of other technical indicators that I'm researching and following. This one seems to have a really strong correlation of when these things happen. So, if I look back um, at where... BAND was trading, and before they really went on their growth cycle, in December of 2018, their growth cycle, their RSI, was at 29. So right below the threshold. From January this year through June, it went up. It it traded right in the mid-50 range. Okay? So you've got a strong indicator right there of like what was going to happen. Um, Let's go back. Let's go up for a a little bit. A few more symbols here. I'm gonna let me expand this view out to hold on to two years. So if I go back to September of 2018, I'll see the RSI was at 85.53. That was the top signal before it started its downward trend into December, which then it went down to a low point and hit around the 47, 49. Um, that's when it really started to go downwards. From January all the way up through September this month, it was up all the way up to 75. And this is just the RSI, which is the Relative Strength Index. Remember, the strength of based on how many volume of shares, based on the price, based on the technical track record, it's all taken into account with this one piece. So why do I bring up the stock today as a, this is something we want to look at. So I shrink back by my chart. As of a couple of days ago, the RSI, once again, last week was at 31 so right back down, I get that level, that oversold, which means it's it's based on the volume of shares, based on the price and all the kind of things there, it should be going up. So based on the 31, it, so from the from lowest point, which was actually 29 on the 13th last week, it's already risen back up to 37, and the stock has rallied right along with it. So you found its lowest point, which was 69.6, that's where the... Support came in. And that's where you see that that price point there. So, again, you guys wanted to know, what's what's something else beyond just safety that I can take a look at and maybe add to my portfolio? I'm not saying go right in based on this technical analysis, but it seems like we're hitting some severe... Um, support levels and if you go back like I think it's historically the low point over the previous year if I had to take a look I believe it was 65 so up to March the low point was 65 when it hit those ranges before it was started to upward trend 65 seems to be the new floor the new resistance or the new support level, I mean, of where the stock will trade at. So you're talking about the stock's trading at 70 right now, five points. Um, You're talking about less than a 10% reduction, but a possible increase of up to 28% because the high of the stock was up to 94. So if you got that 20-point range, this is what the stock can grow back to from where it was when they did have a good quarter when they reported their earnings back in July. We're coming up on earnings, um, probably in the next month or so, because obviously reporting on a quarterly level. So probably oct- um, October, November is are reporting the next earnings. But again, you've got a pretty low downside of ten percent. You've got a nice upside of almost 28 percent. So that's where that's what I'm seeing from a technical level. Again, it already passed some of my screens from being a fundamental pick and it's one of those ones that i've been watching for a while and going oh i wish i missed that one but now it's back within a range where it could be acceptable to take on that risk so that's the one i want to talk about today was bandwidth i hope this was helpful from a technical standpoint if you have questions comments feedback um alex.richwagon at gmail.com that's alex.richwagon at gmail.com that's going to be today's show is just talking about one stock give you a nice read if you want to go to Finance Yahoo, re- re- rewind some of this and follow along with what I'm looking at in the RSI. If you go into plus indicators, you can add that indicator along with the other ones to kind of start learning about what those are. And as we move forward, I'll you know go into a little bit more of these um, to try to make it what my recommendation is when I finish with these courses, okay? Okay. So that's going to be today's show. hope you guys learned a lot. And again, questions, comments, feedback, alex.richwagon at gmail.com. That's alex.richwagon at gmail.com. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Thanks so much, and I'll see you next week. Bye. Alex Richwagon is an investment research analyst. Any of his recommendations are that of Mr. Richwagon. The information presented is the opinion of his and only his research. You should not base your investment decision based solely on his opinion. Remember, it's your money and your responsibility.